Hello and welcome to the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Caroni, and today we're talking about one of my favorite things, the weather in Saskatchewan. Meteorologist Terry Lang sits down with us and touches on a number of really interesting topics about the weather. Hope you enjoy. You're listening to the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast, where we chat with real estate experts from across the province to learn what's happening in the real estate market. Here's your host, Ron Caroni. And we're live. This is the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. I'm Ron Caroni. And today we're not so worried what happens inside the house, but what's going on outside. And we're very happy to welcome meteorologist Terry Lang with Environment and Climate Change Canada. Welcome, Terry. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Really happy to have you on. Uh, we, we used to talk all the time when I was in radio, and I just loved doing weather interviews. So uh, as opposed to try to change uh, things, let's go back to the old. Let's talk about weather and kind of uh, today we'd like to talk all things weather, how it affects Saskatchewan communities and some top threes. Before we get into that, uh, I'd just like to get a little bit of a background on you, Terry. Could you kind of tell us your story becoming a meteorologist and kind of your journey? Sure. Um, I was always interested in science and that type of thing when I was a kid. So uh, when I went into university, I started uh, studying to be a meteorologist. Uh, and that took me uh, through university studying geography and then studying math and physics. Uh, I was a summer student at the Regina Weather Office for a couple of summers, and that was uh, loads of fun. Uh, then I uh, moved out to Winnipeg to be a summer student there, and then I was accepted on course. I uh, took course in Montreal, uh, and then I, we took the full uh, training course uh, for meteorologists in Toronto. From Toronto, I was transferred to Winnipeg, worked in Winnipeg for, a th for about three years, then came to Saskatchewan and worked here. We opened a new office here, um, and that was in the early 90s. Um, through the mid 90s, uh, that was in Saskatoon here. And then afterwards, my uh, husband's job took us to Kelowna. So I worked as a meteorologist in Kelowna for 17 years. Uh, my two kids were born there. So I have uh, lots of experience forecasting for British Columbia and the Yukon. Uh, and then my husband's job brought us back here. So I've been back in Saskatchewan for about uh, almost eight years now. So, so through your job, you've really been able to see all of Canada and, and just about every weather pattern probably in the meantime. Oh, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. And it's uh, that's what's neat about this job is being able to see lots of weather patterns from all over. And when I travel, I'm always watching the weather, uh, no matter where I am, even on Australia, I would watch even though the weather was upside down and backwards. It's still fascinating to watch. Were there some neat things that happened in Australia that you're like, this doesn't happen in Canada? Yeah, the, the, the cold air comes from the south there, and the cold fronts come from uh, east to west instead of the opposite way that they come here. So and we had some massive thunderstorms, uh, big hail, that type of thing. It's fasc fascinating. Very I would kind of take a meteorologist eye to kind of say, wait a sec, this is slightly different than it is back home. It is, and it mixes you up. You know, you almost want to stand in your head to watch the uh, weather broadcast. So. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic stuff. Coming back home now, Terry, and I think people are really going to like these questions because it's something I think the, the coffee shops and everyone on Coffee Row kind of talk about, like, where is it the most sunny and where is it the warmest? And, and everyone kind of has their opinion. But today we're going to put some data and some science behind it. And let's start off, Terry. What are the three warmest communities in the province? 
Well, uh, most people would figure out it's in the south. And what I did was I used the mean temperature for the year to figure these out. So Maple Creek came out the warmest, uh, Leader came in second, and Swift Current came in third. So right in that southwest corner there, that Palliser Triangle, that's where uh, most of the heat is. They benefit from those southwesterly winds uh, that come from the Chinook winds uh, in the winter. So you'll often see Maple Creek being the warm spot of the province. So they benefit from that. I kind of figured Maple Creek would be in there. They always kind of seem to take the, the hot spot when, when you kind of look at that data there. When we take a look at the three coldest communities in the province, where are we looking? Well, no surprise, they're all in uh, northern Saskatchewan just because, uh, you know, they're farther north. So even though they get lots of sunshine in the summer because of where the sun angle is, it doesn't make up for the rest of the year. So uh, Stony Rapids uh, came in the coldest. Uh, then Uranium City, not far away. And then Cree Lake was the next community that came in the coldest. If we're talking about which community gets the coldest in the winter, where are we going, Terry? Well, I, I looked at the data from, uh, I, I averaged J uh, December, January, February, which we define as um, winter. So it came in Uranium City, actually came in colder than Stony Rapids, who came in second, um, and Cree Lake came in third. But it is notable that the coldest temperature that was ever recorded in Saskatchewan was recorded in Prince Albert, not no those north, yeah, not those northern communities. So that it uh, was minus fifty six point seven uh, of February first in eighteen ninety three in Prince Albert. So they hold the record. They hold the record for the coldest. That's one of those, you're glad that it's, you know, a hundred plus years that way. And it's not, you know, so near in the, in the recent future. You said minus exactly. 56? Minus 56.7. Yep. And back then they didn't have a lot of options for heating anything. So yeah, that nope. must've been brutal. Brutally cold. Brutally cold. Crazy. Yep. Okay. Touching on the hottest community in the summer. Okay, and I use the temperatures, the average temperatures for June, July, August, which we define as summer. So that's what I used. Uh, Moose Jaw came out in first. Uh, Maple Creek second, no surprise there. And Leader uh, came in third for the warmest temperatures. Not uh, I thought Swift Current would squeak in there. But again, it's interesting to note that the hottest temperature recorded in Saskatchewan was in yellow grass at 45 degrees Celsius. So, yeah. Just a quick tangent, and I know I didn't include it in the questions, Terry, but what lends Saskatchewan to these drastic changes in temperature? Because even if you go yellow grass to PA, like it's probably a two hour, three hour drive from there, but minus 56 to minus 45, what causes that extreme shift? Yeah, that's a temperature difference of over 100 degrees that's possible in the province. Um, and the reason why we can get really, really hot and really, really cold is because we have no water bodies around us. Water is a real moderating factor. Like if you look at the average temperatures in um, like Vancouver or Victoria, they're almost the exact same temperature as the sea is. Hmm. So because the water holds a lot of um, uh, heat to it and it takes a long time to cool off. So any place that's around water, even the Great Lakes, uh, the, the communities around there have moderating effects from the water there, but we don't have any huge water bodies that moderate our temperature. So we can, and the other thing is we have no mountains to block anything, right? So we can get 
uh, really, really cold air, like the cold air that we saw in February came right from Siberia, right? It came right because there's nothing to stop it. It comes across, you know, ice and uh, barren land. And from the south, we don't have any water bodies around us either. So we're allowed to really, really warm up and we're really dry. Dry air can get really, really uh, hot as well. We do get some of the moisture off the Gulf of Mexico that feeds our thunderstorms, but that's about it. So that's why we're allowed. We just we have no water bodies around us at all. What a fascinating mixture of things when you're throwing mm -hmm. out the names of those places where our weather is coming from. Is that why weather can change very quickly sometimes and that there's a lot of factors moving in and out of, of, uh, of Saskatchewan? Very much so. That's why our weather can change so fast because we can get that really cold air from the north really quickly, but we can also get that really moist, juicy air from the Gulf of Mexico that feeds those big, severe thunderstorms that we see, the hail and tornadoes and the whole bit. It's those things that combine that make us, you know, gives us this really neat, interesting weather. Yeah, and people love talking about it here in Saskatchewan, and maybe Always. that's why, because it is so diverse. It is. Yeah. And just having that, you know, we can go from 40 above in the winter, uh, summer to 40 below in the winter. That's 80 degrees temperature change. Easy in most communities. So we were talking about uh, thunderstorms there. Let's touch on the community that gets the most rainfall. Okay. So this one, uh, we, again, I, I took averages, um, you know, not records or anything like that. So the three that came in the rainiest, and this is no surprise either. It's that belt through central Saskatchewan, sort of that boreal forest coming into the shield. Larange uh, was the wettest and then Hudson Bay, Nipwin area, and then uh, the Meadow Lake to uh, Buffalo Narrows area. So those are the ones that come in with the most rain. We know it's dry in the Southwest and in the North, you think, well, it should be wetter up there but most of their precipitation falls as snow, not rain. Uh, and you're starting to get into a drier um, uh, pattern up there, the, a drier climate as well, because you're getting into the Arctic tundra area as well. So it tends to dry out. So it's that really um, wet belt that we see through central Saskatchewan. Interesting. And that mm -hmm. is probably benefits for farmers in those years when it's a little drier, they might have a little more on average. It's really wet years, you might have some flooded fields and tough to get out there with the combines and such. That's exactly right. All right, the flip side, the, the least rainfall. Well, no surprise here. Again, it's, uh, it's in that southwest corner. And I will um, uh, give that caveat that Cypress Hills is out there. Um, and it's uh, the highest elevation east of the Rockies. And it stands above uh, the rest of Southern Saskatchewan. It has a very high elevation. It's uh, over 3000 feet. Um, so they get more rainfall and they get snow more snowfall. So they're kind of a little oasis up there. Um, they've got big pine trees. It wasn't glaciated um, when the last glaciation came through. So there's some really neat frost shattered rocks and big trees and stuff like that, that they study there because it wasn't scoured clean. Can you quickly explain what is glaciated, uh, Terry? Well, when, the, when we had our big ice sheets that went through, you know, tens of thousands of years ago, they, they I mean, they stretched all the way into uh, the southern states. Um, but last time the ice sheets went through, it went around the Cypress Hills instead of over top of it. Most of southern Saskatchewan and northern Saskatchewan is scoured clean. And there's, we, you know, see big rocks, those big rocks, you think, how did that get there? Well, that came from the glaciers sort of, you know, melting and depositing these big rocks. 
Um, so it went around. So I think that's really cool. And they have a, a completely different climate regime up there in, in southwestern Saskatchewan, like that little corner up there. So I'm just, I'm giving that caveat because we know places like Valmarie are really dry, uh, East End, but it's leader that came in the driest, but not by much, by like a millimeter. Moose Jaw and Swift Current. So those, it's still in that southwest, that Palliser Triangle area. Okay, so now we're getting into uh, wind. Which community gets the most wind? Well, uh, no surprise again, because <laughs> uh, we know Saskatchewan is windy. So you know, we think everybody could win a prize for being windy in Saskatchewan, but Swift Current actually came out the windiest on average. Um, they're in a valley, uh, east-west valley, so they tend to get their winds funnel. Like when you take wind and put it through a valley, it tends to go faster. So uh, that's why they're uh, windier. Rock Glen came in quite windy as well, and Regina. Uh, and you think, well, why Regina? And Regina's in a, in a southeast to northwest valley as well, uh, from the Missouri Couteau, it's the Wascana Basin. So they tend to get their winds funneled through there as well. And they tend to, the southwest and the southeast and the northwest winds are really strong there. So that's why sometimes when you have those rider games and the, the kicker hits it off, and it'll go <laughs> a lot farther than in the other cities. That's right. Now with that, with the new um, stadium, it kind of comes in there and it kind of swirls around a bit before it exits. So it's, it makes kicking very interesting. All right. Uh, the community get, that gets the least wind or the communities that gets the least wind. Yeah, I was surprised about this um, when I looked at the statistics. Stony Rapids came in um, the, the least windy. Uh, and I was surprised just because they're at the end of uh, Lake Athabasca and I thought they might have some effect off the lake to get stronger winds, but it, not, it didn't. Uh, Waska Sioux came in second uh, with all the big trees that are up there. And Uranium City actually came in third. So I was surprised. I thought there'd be more wind up there because the northeast corner is a little bit windier. But uh, again, I think the trees are shorter there. We tend to get a lot of damping from the big trees across uh, central Saskatchewan. So we don't get a strong winds. My wife is from Europe, and now I can tell why she loves Waska Sioux so much, because the one thing she hates about Saskatchewan weather is the amount of wind that we get, but she really enjoys Waska Sioux, so that kind of explains the, the fascination for, for that type of part of the world, uh, as opposed to just the, the beautiful scenery there. Right. Oh, absolutely. And I, when we lived in Kelowna, we actually had a set of wind chimes that were outside. You couldn't, you can't have wind chimes in Saskatchewan because they would drive your neighbors crazy or they would end up in your neighbor's yard all the time because of the wind. Right. So. Fantastic. Terry, before we wrap it up here, I'd love to just add, get, get a personal note from you. If you could go back to a younger version of yourself and, and give yourself some advice, what would that advice be and why? That's a, it's a difficult question, but I think the advice that I would give to myself is to um, A, tell yourself that it, it's not your fault, that uh, not everybody's, you know, it's what's happening around you that you didn't cause it. And that, cause that caused a lot of issues for me later on. Um, and just to believe in myself more, believe in uh, who I was and how I looked and all that kind of stuff, because it really had a big bearing on how I went forward in time so yeah it would be in that high school time i'd have a big long talk with myself i think fantastic well terry i just want to thank you so much for coming on here i love talking about the weather and how it affects and those little points of what's the warmest city what's the coldest city so it was really fascinating to have you on today and i really really appreciate it you're very welcome
enjoy the rest of your day, Terry. Thank you so much. Same to you, Ron. Thanks again, Terry Lang, for coming on the program. If you found this as fascinating as I did, hit the like and subscribe button and don't forget to share it with your friends. We'll see you here next week. This has been the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. If you like this episode, find more information and episodes on our Facebook and YouTube pages. If you'd like to be a guest or have a conversation you'd like to learn more about, let us know by messaging the show on Facebook. Thanks for listening.